Hi everyone, this is Henry Hahn and welcome to another podcast. I was invited to a radio program a few weeks ago to talk about my book One. And so I'm just going to play that radio program here for this podcast. So please listen and enjoy. Good morning and welcome to Conversations in Christ with Bill Rose and Mike Rao. We invite you to sit back, open your Bible with us, and engage in a dialogue as we learn together more about the incredible gift of grace that God has given all of us. Now, let's reason together in love. Good morning, George. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Mike. Hi, George. Hey, Bill. And there's a good morning to another person who is with us this morning. And uh, I'm going to give Bill the opportunity to introduce his friend, who has now become our friend. Thanks. So, uh, Bill, would you introduce our guest? This, I, I, I want, but first of all, let me say that I, I've really been looking forward to something like this. And uh, in, in all of our five years of history, we've never had a, a guest on. And uh, so... Henry, you are the first, Man, I'm and lucky. Uh, we hopefully not the last. I hope I can last through this episode here. So, Bill, introduce Henry. Well, that's because we didn't want anybody to you know, mess it up. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and I know Henry's not going to mess anything up. Yeah, Henry Hahn is, is here with us, and, uh, and, and it is a real honor to have him. You know, we got to know one another you know, through our network of home fellowships and just believers in general meeting in the Bay Area. So once a quarter, people gather together in, in a hotel and the price is reasonable. You know, it's 149 bucks and includes the whole weekend plus food. And if you don't have the money, we figure out a way to make it happen. Absolutely. Any, any, the Lord any, always got money. That's right. <laughs> He's got Owns deep the pockets. cattle on the Thousand Hills, right? <laughs> but as many of you know, we've been talking a lot about the church and about the uh, the central theme of that at least one thing was the the oneness that the lord wanted to see the church participate in from the very beginning and so henry has been writing a book and, and i didn't even know he was writing this book and then all of a sudden we got together and we started talking one day and and we had so many things that were in common with one another and i thought it would really be great to be able to have him here sometime and fit in and and the three of us, George and Mike, we've talked about inviting Henry for you know, a number of different times, and we just couldn't work it out. So finally, it worked out. So Henry Hahn's here with us, and welcome, welcome aboard. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. I mean, I'm, I came, drove up here from the Pinole, the Bay Area. It's a beautiful drive today, so, um, so thanks. You're welcome. So I don't know how you. this thing works, oh, but okay. I'm going to just Hey, just jump in. Just, and, we know, just jump uh, in. This is a, okay. the name of our program is Conversations in Christ. And right, so well, okay. whoever's got something to say, we just like the Holy Spirit to take over and say, hey, speak up. So yep. Good. And most of it's spontaneous. I mean, yeah. I think we sometimes fool the audience in terms of thinking that we walk in here with a whole bunch of notes, but we don't. So okay. it's the, it's well, the good. It's good. Well, I, I'm going to throw all my notes out now. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. I've got all these yeah. things yeah. in front yeah. of me. Yeah. What's this? Yeah. What's there's, this? There, there's notes here, but we don't have yeah. a, we don't. We're not necessarily we don't, glued we don't have a script. Okay. Let's just put it that yeah, way. That's we there. don't have a script. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But Henry, since you've been doing a lot of study and, and uh, in this aspect of the church and the oneness and the unity that the Lord wanted us to grasp and understand and incorporate, you know, maybe you could start out by kind of giving us a background into John 17 because that's really where the Lord is, has, has that prayer that he wants those disciples to understand exactly the same type of intimacy that he had with the Father. Yeah. And that oneness that he had with the Father, you know, he's passing it on to those people at the time. Mm -hmm. And, of course, then he says, and every generation after that, right. you know. And, and so right. what have we missed yeah. by yeah. not seeing that great gift that the Lord was handing out? Yeah, so, I mean, John 17, I, I just didn't appreciate John 17 so fully until um, well i can't probably still not fully enough i mean I, <laughs> you know getting into the word you just can never never get enough but uh, but john 17 is just amazing so just a little background from john 17 most people know if you read john you know that that was the, the end of the last supper so the last supper started in john 13 so john 13 started with uh the uh, washing of feet Right, so they were before supper, back in those days, you wash your feet, and usually done by the lowliest of slaves. Mm -hmm. Okay, they wash people's feet, the guests' feet, masters' feet, and they have dinner because you know usually the feet is right up. You know, they they laying down; they're not sitting on a, on a chair. Mm. They're laying down, so you got dirty feet. It's not going to be very pleasant eating a meal. <laughs> okay, so so usually the slaves wash their feet, and and I'm just uh, always touched that Jesus. Being the master, being the Lord, he washed the disciples' feet. It's just almost incredible, but it's not. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just wonderful. And then, uh, and he including washing Judas' feet. Judas was there also. So even someone that was going to betray him, right. he washed his feet. Mm -hmm. right. So he was indiscriminate in caring for all of his disciples. right? Yeah. And uh, then he gave his new commandment. The new commandment is that you love one another as I have loved you. Mm -hmm. So it's very different than the old commandment. The old commandment all depends on, on you. Right. Right? You love God, you love your neighbor. Mm -hmm. That's the, and those two commandments hangs the entire old covenant. Right? Mm -hmm. right. But the new is believe in the Lord Jesus. Right, that uh, versus just loving God is believe in the Lord Jesus, which is to receive Him, and then now that you're receiving His love, you're receiving His life. Now, the Lord is in us, in you, that we can love one another as Christ has loved you. Right, right. So love right. one another as Christ has loved you. Right. So that's the love that we have for one another is not because mm -hmm. of our own source, our own energy, but because of the Lord's love in us. Yeah. And so starting from there, you have John 14 about him going away and coming back as a spirit. Then John 15, he is the vine tree, right? The vine and we're the branches. We're just part of him, part of the vine, bearing fruit, you know, showing up, showing off the fruit of the spirit, which also includes people that we're bearing, we're caring for, we're ministering to. And then you have John 16. Uh, more about the spirit of reality that would declare to us all the riches of the Trinity. All that the Father ha has is in the Son, and, the, and all of the Son that went through who He is is now being declared to us as the Spirit, right? 
So now then you go to John 17. So you got the dinner, the washing of the feet, the new commandment. Then he gave these three amazing chapters. Then at the end of this, he go, he's going to pray. And he prayed this epic prayer to the Father. And what did he pray for? He prayed that we would be one. That his people, starting with the disciples, but not just with the disciples, but all the subsequent people, believers that come to him, would all be one. How one? As one as the Father and the Son are one. Right. Right there in perfect <clears throat> oneness. Yet they are two. They are two, yet they're one. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's how one we should be, that we could be different in who we are, how God has created us, right? A whole variety of different kinds of people, but yet in Christ, in the Trinity, we are absolutely one. Right. So anyway, that's just kind of the lead up to the prayer. So that's the background mm-hmm. of the prayer because a lot of people you know, might miss that, wow, it's actually that one night. And, that, and right after that prayer, he went to the cross. So from that prayer, we could say that his prayer for the oneness of his people is really what's on his heart, right? Even the loving for one another, that's good for the believers, right? I mean, mm-hmm. who doesn't want to be loved, right. right? Yes, we need to love one another. We need to care for one another. But the being one is God's purpose that satisfies him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that just kind of, you know... Loving one another, is, it satisfies us, you might say. But the oneness of the believer satisfies God. Yeah. God's uh, mathematics is different from ours. And, you know, he, he tells us in the Word that, uh, he says, your thoughts are not my thoughts, your ways are not my ways, okay? Mm-hmm. And so uh, God's math is 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 1 equals 1. That's right. We would, in ours, would say that was five or how many ever I said it was. But, mm-hmm. but God's number is always one. Yeah. Union, union, union is what Jesus came to do, was to unite mankind with the Trinity. Amen. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah, I pointed out a few weeks back, you know, what, what is God's favorite number? It's, it's one. one. And <laughs> when you think about it like that, all of a sudden, it frames it all in. This, you know, if that's the case, if if that's God's favorite number, then how do I appreciate that to the point that it becomes that very motivation for all of us as believers to see that oneness mm-hmm. co- come together? Yeah. In, instead of you know that separateness that is out there in the world now. Division. Yeah, it's just divisions. Yeah, right. like we've talked about the denominations. There's some 34,000 different denominations or so. And those denominations didn't start because they were loving one another. It's just the exact opposite. They had a different point of view. Someone else had a different point of view. And instead of working it out like Paul and Peter worked it mm-hmm. out, because mm-hmm. they had some pretty major differences, mm-hmm. but it never became to the point where they were, they were going to walk away from each other. Mm-hmm. You know, that should have been the model for all of us, but it didn't. Right. And that, that stick to wasn't there, you know, throughout all these centuries. And so as a result, how much have we lost in terms of impact throughout all of these yeah. centuries? <clears throat> you know, could we have prevented world wars? You know, any number of things could have uh, been completely different if we would have taken these words mm. and put them in our heart and had them be 
the very standard by which we're going to yeah. live our life. I mean, the Lord's Prayer at the end there, I mean, actually two times at the end of the prayer, he says, if you're one, the world will believe. Mm -hmm. The world will believe. So, you know, you say, you just earlier, I'm just reacting to what you said, what kind of impact would that have, right? Because we work so hard for evangelism. Yeah, how much how much we spend i'm christians right yeah mm -hmm. how much, how much money we spend, how much money how much yeah. energy we work on evangelism and praise the lord for that right? i'm not gonna i'm not knocking that praise the lord yeah. right praise the lord for that but at the same time the lord's prayed is that if we're one and when we're one the world believes mm -hmm. so if we're going to work so hard for on evangelism shouldn't we work as hard <laughs> If not harder to figure out, you know, Lord, fulfill your prayer of oneness among us, mm -hmm. right? Lord, let's fellowship, right? Let's grow. Let's get into this oneness so that the world around us will believe. Yeah. yeah. Of course, I, I believe that Jesus' prayer was answered in that we were all made anew, all made one in Christ Jesus on right. the cross. Right. The problem is most people just don't know that yet. And they think there's them and us mm -hmm. instead of looking at each person in the world that they meet as their brother and seeing them as equal to them. They're just another part of the body. And, but, and Paul goes into the earth, this oneness, even and John talks about it, but then Paul talks about it and he says, there's one body, mm -hmm. just one. Mm -hmm. There's only one. Now, we look at the world today, and, and Bill, you mentioned like around 34,000 different denominations plus the independent churches and so on. Mm -hmm. Wow, we don't see that oneness. But I look at those folks still in there, and I, you're my brother, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm, you're my brother. Sure. You know, sure. you're my brother. Amen. I don't care. Y you can believe what you want to believe, but you're my brother. Mm -hmm. let's, let's recognize each other, and then we can work on you know, the different theologies and so on. But the important thing is, again, like you said, Henry, love and then this mutual respect for each other. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yes. Mm -hmm. Whether we believe exactly alike or not is not that important. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. What is important is that we learn to love and stop judging. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Speaking of that, you know, what we do, and I think we set ourselves up wrong when we create doctrinal statements because those doctrinal statements become the very lots of times become the very divisive elements mm -hmm. you know because we're so so firm about those things and mm -hmm. we're unbending yeah and so you know with a certain amount of pride we say hey we've got it all figured out you know every, every piece of theology mm -hmm. and this is what we're basing it on and then yeah. you go to the next one next church and they've got theirs mm -hmm. and what sometimes happens is is that they get so entrenched and, right. and they just believe hey this somehow came from God yeah. you know it's more miraculous than the Ten Commandments and and so we're gonna hold hold to this no matter what and because of that we're so untrusting of one another yeah. and so inflexible and and we're afraid to get into a, a conversation that might be just a little outside different. of yeah a little different outside of that box yeah. mm -hmm. And, and, yeah. if you're, and if your theology doesn't agree with mine, then you're out. You know, you're, right. that's the way that, you know, that they look at it. And these doctrinal statements are, like you said, uh, Bill, divisive. Instead of bringing us into oneness that Henry's going to talk to us about, is it, it does the other. It just does, it <clears throat> divides us rather than unites us, right. you know. Yeah. But love is going to be the uniter, right. you know. 
I don't know if you've noticed this, Mike, is that in, in that prayer in John 17, the Lord gave three gifts. Okay? So after each gift, you know, then he would end that portion, that section with that they may be one, you know, or keep them in the oneness in your mm -hmm. name. So it's like without these three gifts, we can talk all we want about being one. But look, let's face it. Humanity is divided. I mean, just look at the last election, right? I mean, people are still fighting each other. Literally. Literally, yeah. right? <laughs> on this. So that, that's humanity. Humanity is, is, you know, is just driven to, to segregate, to divide. But so Christians, if we stay in our old humanity, we, we're doing the same thing, right? right. So there is these three gifts. So it, if we don't enter into these three gifts and enjoy and participate in these three gifts, then it's all talk. Okay. So maybe you can point out where are, yeah, the, where, so, okay. where are those three gifts? So the, the first gift is, is right in the beginning is that I give them eternal life. Mm -hmm. Okay. The very first gift is eternal life. What is eternal life? Is not the by and by because the very next verse says eternal life is to know the Father and the mm -hmm. Son. Mm -hmm. Right. That's eternal life. Knowing the Father and the Son is now. Right. So as right. soon as we believe into have the faith of Christ, right, we or we either you believe or you recognize, okay, however you want to look at it, that there is the faith of Jesus Christ, then you are at that point, Bible call that regenerated or born mm -hmm. anew, born mm -hmm. again, what have you. And so that's eternal life right there. So that is return, receiving eternal life. Mm -hmm. So that's the first gift. And with that lot, eternal life, we have God as our father. So that's why it says, keep them in your name. Father, keep them in your name. Because we're born of God. God is a father. So we have the same father. Right? The, whether you, were, you think you're a Lutheran, you think you are, you know, Trinitarian, universal, what have you. You know, <laughs> you know and I'm a whatever, Baptist, Catholic, what have you. Yeah. Right? It just doesn't matter. Because if we're born of him, then we have the same father. Correct. And so we need to be kept in that name. Mm -hmm. So not to be divided by different names. So that's why labeling people, labeling ourselves, labeling other people is divisive. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So we just say, who's your father? Hey, that's the same father as my father. Right. Let's hey, we got that. something in common. There's <laughs> <laughs> one thing. Same, right? we're, same we're father, brothers. same father, different mother. <laughs> right. Same father, different mother. So we're brothers. Right? right. So we need to be kept. So in that name, we're one. So that's why in Ephesians, Paul says, look, when you're babies, you're getting, getting blown about by every wind of doctrine. teaching or doctrine yeah. into a system. That's what you're saying. Well, I got the best doctrine. Yeah. Listen to mine. Right? Well, if, you, if I'm a babe, then I'm so, okay, let, let, let me hear, hear that. Then it, if you're really a good convincer, right, you're able to point it out. Oh, man, that's great. Okay, so now I'm, I get sucked into your... The, the orbit of your doctrine, mm -hmm. right? But then someone else would come around and say, well, listen to mine, <laughs> right? Let me tell you, you got to do such and such. Then I go, oh, yeah. that oh, sounds yeah. better. Well, yeah. I'm going to go over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're mature, so Paul says, no, we have to mature. Then we don't get blown about. We get, we're stuck holding on and being under the Father's name, right? So that's the first gift, mm -hmm. yeah. okay? And let me just go down real quick. Second gift is truth he says i give you my word right god's word and god's word is truth 
So the matter of truth is really Jesus Christ. There you God, go. I'm Jesus good. Christ. I was, was going to see where you were. Good. Right? Wonderful. That's, yeah. that's the truth. Mm -hmm. Now you have to go, because you can't just go, the Bible is truth. But the Bible's got a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, by, how, look, everybody gets divided <laughs> because of the Bible. Yeah. Nobody says, hey, <laughs> I'm going to divide from you because I'm going to quote from the Bible of Satan, right? Yeah. Now, nobody's going to do that. Yeah. All Christians are, I'm going to, you know, you got a problem. Yeah. I know better. Yeah. Let me quote to you, right. you know. If, uh, proof Matthew, text. Proof blah, text. blah, right? Yeah. yeah, proof text. So, so we're using the Bible to divide, whereas the Lord Jesus says, the word, which is the truth, brings us to become one. Mm -hmm. So you have yeah. to go, well, what is that then? Well, that truth is Jesus Christ. Absolutely. If we read the Bible and we miss Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. we're going to be all over the place, mm -hmm. which is what's going on yeah right, right? yep right. if we read the bible we see jesus christ mm -hmm. we get jesus christ we minister jesus christ mm -hmm. then that's we're one okay then finally just real quick finally no take your time one, yeah it's glory time. right <laughs> glory so the the last one is the glory that i receive i give to them yeah, right. that they may be one so gave us eternal life which is the father gave us the truth which is his word and give us his glory so define what do you think glory means okay so the glory there is interesting because in the beginning of his prayer he says you're going to give me the glory that i had with you father in the beginning mm -hmm. so well as a son in the trinity he has exactly the same glory as the father mm -hmm. in his divinity as god he has glory he doesn't need to receive glory. Right. Mm -hmm. So then why at the end of that prayer, he says, the glory that I receive, I give, to, I give to you. So what glory did he receive? Well, that glory that he received, he received as a man mm -hmm. through right. death and resurrection. Very good. Great. When he died, he, he said, hey, I'm going to be glorified. In fact, he says, I'm going to go and be glorified. Right. What was that? He was going to die, right? And, and, and resurrection. And that glorification was actually the bearing of much fruit. Okay. So if you go to Philippians chapter 2, you see exactly how he received glory. First, he laid aside his glory, right, as God. Right. He became a man, mm -hmm. not just a man, but a servant, a slave. Not just a servant and a slave, but he died, right, for us as a servant. And then he was resurrected and in resurrection and ascension, he was given what a name that is above every name. That in the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, Jesus Christ is Lord. That was the glory given to him as a man, not as God. He laid aside the right. glory as God to become a man. Amen. Now he was given glory as a man. There is now a man there in the Trinity. Right. Within the triune God, there is humanity there. Yes. Right? So what is this glory given to us? See, the glory of the world is people serve us. Right? If you have glory, you're the boss. Right? Mike, I, you were the boss, I guess. Now you're, your <laughs> yeah. kids are the boss. So, yeah. yeah. You know, but when you're the boss, right, people listen to you. People serve you. Okay? But. But, uh, yeah, but uh, I didn't mean to interrupt, but. We, we have, of course, have had this idea, you know, that we're servant leaders, you know, and, and not just here to lord it over anybody. No, yeah. no, that's exactly my right. point. My yeah. point is that 
The glory of the Lord given to us is that we can, also, we can be servants. Yes. We serve. Okay, not to Lord, not to have the glory of the world, but the great among you shall be your servant. Yeah. Okay, that's the glory of the Lord. Yeah, that's yeah. what's given to us. And he did that right in the beginning. So, yeah. I mean, it's, kind of, it's, it's really kind of, uh, you know, contrasting in the sense that he prayed that. That was the, like the very last part of his prayer the glory that i i receive i give to you now remember go back to chapter 13 and what was he doing he was washing the disciples feet right so he was he was exercising his glory you might say right mm -hmm. this is this is what glory looks like yeah. guys yeah okay this is what glory looks like yeah. learn from me right yes. i'm gonna wash your feet as the lowliest of slave yeah. and then at the end he prayed Lord, the glory that I have, right, I'm going to give to them. So that's the third thing, is that we, we need to enjoy the Lord's glory in serving, in mm -hmm. service, in ministering to others as nothing, as a slave. Yeah. I think that, what most people have missed, and I missed it for so many years, is that we're told to be humble, right? We're told to be humble. But the ultimate humility is God oh. the Trinity they demonstrated humility and I've I've been teaching my people I said I, I gave up trying to be humble I, I said with with the Trinity being as humble as they are oh am I gonna I cannot you can't you know, beat get, them so I said <laughs> you have to join that, them don't a, yeah and so <laughs> I, what I say uh, there look, look at Jesus he's my humility <laughs> he's, he's my humility that's yeah. right you've been listening to conversations with Christ if you would like to know more just go to the website, which is conversationsinchrist.org. If you'd like to know more about Henry's book titled One, you can go to the website onebody.life. That's O-N-E body.life. And we'll also have a link to that on our uh, webpage as well. Uh, there's also, you can listen to previous programs. Uh, you can also communicate with the program by sending an email to info at conversationsinchrist.org. We'll see you next week with more Conversations in Christ. Thank you for listening to Conversations in Christ. Our prayer is that today's program has opened your heart and mind to a greater understanding and curiosity about the gift of grace that God has given to each of us in and through His Son, Jesus Christ. If you have any questions or comments about today's program, feel free to drop us a note at Conversations in Christ, P.O. Box 2677, Grass Valley, California, 95945. Or you can send us an email. Just send it to info at conversationsinchrist.org. For Bill Rose and Mike Rao, I'm George Rath. You have been blessed with every spiritual blessing by God so that you may believe and begin to experience the very life of God in you. We'll see you next week.